Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Dave, one of the leaders here and thank you for joining us today. If you're listening on podcast, thank you for joining us. Why don't we show our appreciation for those that are listening on, on podcast? Brilliant. Fantastic. Great. Thank you, Jadwin. So we started a series last week looking at 2020 Vision, Priorities for Life. It's a short mini-series at the beginning of this year. And 2020 Vision, apparently, I didn't realise this, I've heard the phrase 2020 Vision, but it's got something to do with the size of the left... You know when you go to opticians? You've been to your opticians recently, last year or so, and you do the wall chart, don't you? And you start on the top and you can almost get... You know, you can learn it off by heart, can't you? Like... E, P, and then as you go down, the letters get less, uh, smaller, and it's to do with the, the distance away from the chart and the, the scale of the size of the image, of the uh, letters, something like that. So it's all to do with the clarity of vision, the acuity of vision, the clarity of vision. And um, do you know that the clearer our vision is in life, the less we're going to bump into things, isn't it? Right. You know, if, we, if, we've got, if I'm not wearing my glasses, I shouldn't be driving because everything's a bit of a blur. If I wear my glasses, I'm better. Okay, things are clearer. But you know, and the same with the principles of life. If we want to go forward as an individual, as a family, as a, even as a church, we've got to know where we're heading, what we're doing. Otherwise, we just meander along, and we can have bumps in the road, and and not and can knock us off, off course. So, priorities for life. And uh, here's a scripture from the Beatitudes, which is some teachings of Jesus um, in Matthew chapter five, verse eight: "Blessed are the pure in heart." For they shall see God. If we've got a heart that's pure, that says, God, this year, I want to grow. Who wants to grow this year? Who wants to grow in their knowledge of God and who Jesus is and our relationship with him? God, I want to grow this year. If we're pure in that intention, then God says, we shall see God. We shall see clearly. Maybe you're here today and when you call yourself a Christian, well, maybe for you it's like, well, I want to find out more about who Jesus is and who this God is. That's a pure heart um, position, isn't it? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So, three things that we're doing um, in this series. <coughs> know, grow, and go. I wonder if we can say it after three. One, two, three. And last week we looked at this, know God. We looked at the, we looked at, um, the calling of the disciple called um, Simon Peter and how he was a fisherman and, and Jesus called him to leave his nets and said, from now on you're going to be um, catching men, not fish. And in that we looked at the, the desire to know God more. If, we, if that's our primary aim this, this year, if we know God more, yes, we might make good intentions to, I don't know, eat healthier, have better relationships. But if we have a desire to know God more as the central thing, central pursuit of our lives, then everything else will, will come into being. Because God has got a lot to say to us about our well-being. Yeah. Through his word, as we discover who he is and what he has to say about our life, he's got a lot to help us with because he created us. Yeah. Know God. The second thing we're looking at is growing together. And the last thing is about go Make a difference. I wonder if we can say these three things together. One, two, three. Know God. Grow together. Go make a difference. Wonderful. And last week, we looked at knowing God. 
Now, I've had permission to do this, um, but Julie has been amongst us since um, she moved into, into Leamington in, in July, and that's a picture from her flat, her nine-story flat. And Julie came to Leamington in July, and one day she opened up her window, saw the church, and heard the singing. And she wasn't scared off. <laughs> heard the singing. And I don't know how long it was between hearing that, but I think it was quite soon, because I remember singing in July, she came to the church. Isn't that wonderful? And Julie, not really having a church background, and came to the church and is loving it. Isn't that wonderful? Let's show our appreciation to Julie. Thank you. And we're going to, we said last week, we're going to double services in March. We'll be saying more about that specifically next week. But the reason being is we are going to make space for growth. Look around. And that's about the children here. Okay, the children go out. We've got to make space for growth. So that means we've got to make space for more people like Julie, who can hear the singing, see the building, maybe haven't got a church background and just want to explore something about God. Isn't that wonderful? Knowing God, giving people an opportunity to know God. So that was last week. And this week, um, we're looking at the second, which is, uh, thanks Jude, which is about growing together. Who remembers an advert from many years ago now? I can't remember what the advert was, what was advertising, saying, we want to be together. No? No, that went down like a... Oh, Anders. <laughs> I think it was a Brummie accent, wasn't it? We, we, we want to be together. Okay, that went down. Yeah, Liam, you, you said that this morning. Anyway, we want to be together. And there's something really, really good about being together. Uh, one of the, um, the, the phrases for the church, remember the church is not the building, it's the people. And the, the, it's got many different um, uh, ideas and, 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 and images, but one of them is that of the body. Yeah. And Paul writes, one of the... Uh, the writer of the, of, of the large, large chunk of the New Testament writes about the body having many parts. And one part of the body can't say to another part of the body, I don't need you. Yeah. This, my body would look weird if my arm was over there, like moving around. This was over here, moving. it would look weird. In fact, it wouldn't even move because it needs to be connected to the body to move. Now, I'm not a doctor, but um, even my sort of GCSE in biology told me that. We need to be connected to function properly. We need to be together. Great. Okay, so we're not, that's not working. Great. Chris, I wonder if you can... Thank you. Brilliant. So um, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 2. And uh, we're looking at some principles of growing together. Now, What I want to um, share this morning is some thoughts that can help every single one of us. No matter what our journey is of faith, whether we've been a Christian for many years or a short time, that how the principles of being together can help us. Help us. Because realise that we're not meant to do this thing called life alone, are we? No. We're not meant to. In fact, in this postcode area, the Brunswick Ward of Leamington Spa, <laughs> it's got one of the highest rates of isolation and loneliness in the town. We're in the right place. And maybe some of you here today or listening on podcasts, you might find yourself at times feeling lonely. 
And we're not meant to be lonely. We're meant to do this thing called life together. I'm going to unpack some reasons why and how we can do that better. But I dare to dream that we can be a church that doesn't just gather on a Sunday in number, but that we can be more connected than ever before so we can be stronger than ever before in our relationships and our pursuit of God. If we are together, when you and I have a difficult time or season of our lives, which we all do from time to time, then we can have a brother or a sister that comes alongside and says, I'm going to pray for you. I may not have all the answers, but I know someone that does. I'm going to support you, being stronger together as we grow together. And I have this, um, this thought today, which is simply this. If we meet up, we can grow up. If we meet up, we can grow up. I'm not talking about having a board meeting. I'm talking about meeting together, touching skin, meeting up, eye contact. There's many meetings that are happening around the world. There's many connections that are happening around the world, but there's not really relationship happening. If you even look at your smartphones, this device, as good as it is, is one of the biggest reasons for isolation. Because people can be in the same room, connecting with people in other areas of the country or even the world, but not connecting with a person across a dinner table in front of them. I took Daniel, I've said this before, I took Daniel to, uh, in the summer for a breakfast to celebrate his, his, uh, his, his grades in school. He said, well done, you're doing great. And I was in a harvester. Brilliant, he loved it, all you can eat. <laughs> and in this one section of the restaurant, there were two other families. But each family weren't talking to each other and each family had their phone and tablets out scrolling through playing games not talking I said Daniel look around now just look just don't look, make it too obvious look around what <laughs> what then he got it he got it although Daniel loves tablets <laughs> and we have to do screen time but so you know it's about connection connection and the church is a living, breathing organisation of people, body of people, who have got to connect. Yes. People think they can do church online. There's a place for that. Maybe if we're ill, we can't, you know. But we've got to be together. Yes. We've got to be together. A family has to be together. So we're going to read um, from Acts chapter 2 and verses 36 to 47 very quickly. And in this, we've got Peter again. Peter, who was the, the main um, uh, character in last week's um, session together. And here he is. They've just been filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter, who was, who was um, timid, he was, a, he was a bold fisherman, but he was timid and ran away. Um, and now he's been filled with the Holy Spirit. He's got this confidence. He's now in Jerusalem. Imagine Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And it's packed because it's the, the festival of Pentecost packed with many people from many different nationalities who've done the journey to celebrate from many different parts of the, of, of the country in the world. They've come, they've done the pilgrimage. It's packed. And now Peter, timid Peter, but now bold through the Holy Spirit, he has now been proclaiming who Jesus was. Eyewitnesses. Who Jesus was. What he did. He says, says this in summing up his, his message in verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified. 
both Lord and Christ. Now talking about the crowd, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Do you know what, that is an amazing question to ask. I don't understand about God very much, but what can I do? What shall I do? What should my next steps be? What shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptised in the name of Christ, Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. He says, change your mind. Change your mind about what you think about Jesus. Change your mind about how you your approach to life. Change your mind. Start again. Be baptised in water and Christ will forgive your sins. You know, the, the, the biggest ailment in the whole of humankind isn't cancer isn't even man flu it's close (laughs) it's the need for forgiveness we all need forgiveness from a day to day basis but ultimately from a loving perfect God to each and every one of us and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children to whole households are included in this and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Have you today come into a relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, today could be your day where you do just that. And with many of the words he testified, exhorted them, saying, be safe in this perverse generation, or this crooked generation. And who knows, this generation is, I see so many posts on Facebook recently about, wow, what's going on in the world? It's messed up. It's crooked, it's... All things are going on. Then those who gladly received his word, that's Peter's words, were baptised. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. Isn't that amazing growth? That's amazing growth. It's probably a 10-minute message. Amazing growth. Because God is all, all over this. And in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly. I wonder if we can say continue steadfastly. In the apostles' doctrine, say doctrine, Doctrine. and fellowship, Fellowship. and in the breaking of bread, bread. and in prayers. prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. So it says they they continued steadfastly. Those that were were giving their lives to Jesus, becoming Christ followers, were continuing steadfastly, were devoting themselves to different pursuits, to doctrine, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayers. I think about this, doctrine, because at this point, we haven't got the New Testament. Paul hasn't written the New Testament to give them his Pauline theology and and different things to believe. And all we've got is the 11 original apostles and the wider disciples. And now uh, Matthias, who's who's replaced Judas, so now got 12, who are eyewitnesses of what Jesus saw and, and did. So I wonder what they were talking about. They were probably just recounting the very things they saw and heard Jesus teach. That was their doctrine. Do you know what? If you, if you think, oh, I don't know much about the Christian faith. But if you can talk about what Jesus has done in your life. And what you know about Jesus. That makes all the difference. And they continued in doctrine. In fellowship. That's being together. It's having commonality. That's having partnership. Common purpose. Fellowship. In the breaking of bread. I mean, that's interesting. Because the breaking of bread, um, they copied what Jesus did on the Last Supper. They'd go from the temple where they would worship in the courtyards to home. And they would eat a meal 
as you and I would eat a meal. And at the end of that, they think, come on, let's remember our Lord Jesus. And they take the cup of wine and the bread and remember Jesus. But around a dinner table, do you know what? Fellowship happens around tables. There's no better place. I love when we have people over for, for dinner. I love our dining table. Not because of the table, but because of what it represents. Fellowship, community, purpose. And they continued in prayers. And then fear. We're not talking about, we're talking about a reverence. We're talking about an awe. Remember when, the, when awe came, across, came from the church and miracles happened. Amazing things happened. Friends, how's your awe of God today? How's your awe of God? We come to this location every week. But on a Monday, Tuesday, how's your awe of that God who loves you is watching out for you? But he's awesome. He's amazing. He's powerful. There's no more powerful being in the whole of the universe than God. How's our awe of God? Because when awe comes, that reverent fear comes, we can believe for signs and wonders. Now, all who believed were together. It comes from the word for um, fellowship, which is uh, means common, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. I love this church. We were a generous church. And this, this was a generous church meeting needs. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. I love this because the church is going from the, the public setting to the private setting. It's going from the, the public temple worship with a gathering the courtyard to around tables in people's houses. And the common thing is people are celebrating the goodness of God, of what Jesus has done in their lives. The challenge is sometimes when we've been a Christian for many years, a follower of Christ for many years, that joy of knowing Jesus can dissipate. Trials and tribulations can cause that joy to dissipate. But friend, don't let your heart grow cold this morning. Let the Holy Spirit just warm up, ramp up the heat of your love relationship with Jesus today. Grow close to Jesus. Know God in your pursuit. And let that joy of just who God is and what he means to you just rekindle in your life even today. Wonderful. If we meet up, we can grow up. And just quickly, three things I just want to talk about. If we meet up, we can grow up through number one, perseverance. It says that they continued steadfastly. They devoted themselves. If you like, they persevered. They carried on. They didn't give up. I'm not much of a runner, but I've heard of... Um, anyone here ever run a marathon or half marathon? Sam has, and some at the back, yeah. So I've heard of the thing called the wall. Has anyone ever experienced the wall? Sam's nodding, Okay. So I hear it's that point. You can train as hard as you like. You can do, train your discipline your body so you're ready for a marathon or a long-distance run. There, comes a, there can come a point in a marathon um, where literally you hit what's called the, the wall and your body starts to shut down because it is exhausted. And you've got a choice. You either 
give up and stop or you push through the wall where suddenly then your body just carries on. And it's the thing with anything, New Year's resolutions, anything. We make decisions and when we make those decisions, things are good. I'm going to choose to do a marathon. Sounds like, I'm not personally, don't, don't worry. <laughs> Amen, brother. Um, I'm not going to do a marathon. You might make a decision and that's easy to make a decision. And even when you make steps to doing, acting out that vision or that decision, that's easy. But there comes a time, maybe at a midway point, where it becomes difficult. Who knows? Parents. Parenting is difficult, isn't it? It's a challenge. Sometimes you just want to give up, but you can't. You've got to keep persevering. Keep moving on. Keep cooking that dinner. Bless them. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> There's two options in our house. Take it or leave it. But um, yeah. Perseverance. Perseverance. You've got to persevere. And the early church, they persevered in meeting together, in gathering together, in meeting in small or big contexts, because they realised that something was about, something important was about meeting together. I'm not about being putting legalistic stuff on people. And if we weren't the pastors of this church, and this is the church that we attended, we'd come every single week. Why? Because... It's the right thing to do. Now, if you don't come every single week, I'm not putting a thing on you. It's all shame on you. I'm not saying that. But it's not making, why wouldn't we come every single week? Why wouldn't we want to worship Jesus? Okay, there might be times when I have that man flu, Michael. And, uh, you know, it's women, it's, it, is t- it is tough. Man flu is tough. But then when I'm wet, I think, you know, do you know what? If it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a sunny day, I could say, can we go to the, I don't know, the park, Daddy? No, no kids, because it's Sunday. And we want to worship Jesus together. Gathering together. Persevering through thick and thin. How's your perseverance this morning? How's your your desire to meet together in different contexts? Maybe you're here today and and you uh, maybe once used to meet together more regularly than what you do on a Sunday. Maybe you make a goal. Well, this year I'm going to meet more often. Maybe you used to come to a life group or a small group. And you haven't been for a while. Maybe you can think this year, do you know what? I'm going to persevere. I'm going to meet together because small groups will have benefit and purpose to my life. Maybe you can, uh, maybe you've never yet joined a life group. Well, do we have life groups this week? If you're free on a Tuesday or a a, a Wednesday, Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning, 10.30, then feel free to come. Talk to us about joining a life group because it can add value to your life. The big settings are great. But where we can show love and support is in the small. And we're talking more about this later on in the year, but we're going to be relaunching life groups this year. We're going to be revamping them and uh, doing them in a different way, various different means, maybe perhaps uh, multiplying even the number of groups that we have, because we believe in the power of meeting together in small groups. Secondly is practice. So practice. So basically, uh, what we see in, in Acts 2 is that the, what they devoted themselves to, what they um, continued steadfastly in, were four things. was teaching. So they basically wanted to um, come under the sound of the, the word of God. Now the great thing is, church, is there's many different people, that, many different ways we can come under the sound of the word. We can um, read the Bible for ourselves. Podcasts. Who listens to podcasts? 
There's so many different podcasts, isn't there, and ways that we can um, just uh, get under the sound of the word, not just gathering on a Sunday. So there's different teaching that we can come under, and that is a really, really good thing to do. The fellowship, the gathering together, that's why we do, with Daniel, Daniel, that's why we do partnership. Because partnership is someone saying, I want to really commit to um, make this my local church. And that is really good. Okay. Guys, okay. Okay, so um, fellowship is really, really important. And if you've not yet come under partnership, maybe come and talk to us about maybe when you might be able to come available. If you're thinking, I want to make this my home church, we'd love as many people as possible to make this the home church. Because it's showing commitment and it's moving forward and saying, God, God, I believe this season of my life, I want to partner with the vision of this church. We've already mentioned about another practice, the breaking of bread. Now that has twofold. It is not just the breaking of bread on where we gather together on Sunday to share in the communion, but it's also the breaking of bread around your meal table. Maybe you could think this year, who could I invite to my home? Some people say, I'm lonely. But some people think that they've got to expect other people to invite them. Whereas I could invite someone, if I'm lonely, I could invite someone to around my table. So why don't we this year commit even as a a wider church, say, look, I'm going to connect with people and I'm going to invite people to my home. I'm going to cook them a dinner. Maybe beans on toast, whatever, you know, have a coffee. Could be start with a coffee. Start with something simple. But let's connect together around the, the meal table or around a coffee table. Let's be people that rub shoulders. Let's not just gather on a Sunday. That's why we say after Sunday service, don't just... Um, Go off, but connect, make friends. And then you will really get into, into what is happening here. So, and then also breaking bread. Why don't you sometimes, some people think this has to be a certain way, but why are you sometimes at your home after a meal? That's why we say, we say grace at our house before every meal. Why? Because we want to bring Jesus into what we're doing. It's not just a religious thing in case there's some bad cooking and I want to protect my life from food poisoning. So we say grace. It's not a get out of... It's an invitation of Jesus into what we're doing. Lord, thank you for this food. I'm thankful to you. Um, And bless our time as we just eat together. Amen. Sometimes when you say, when you say grace, someone says, grace. No. (laughs) So it's the scope. And you can, can, why don't you in your homes? Sometimes just break bread. If 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 you're with other believers in your home, why don't you just break bread in your homes? You don't have to be in a church service to break bread. You can break bread. Something special happens when, in a moment which you hadn't even planned, you think, do you know what? Let's take this bread. Quickly, let's get a cup of juice or something. And let's remember Jesus' death and resurrection. Absolutely amazing. We can break bread in any context. In the normal. As we're in a church setting. And prayer. Prayer is so, so vital. And basically with prayer... You know, we're going to be inviting you just to take part in our 21 days of, of prayer and fasting. So we're going to tell you more about that in the next couple of weeks. But please engage with that and, and maybe go further than what you've ever been. We're going to be talking more about prayer in, in February. But maybe in terms of fasting, when we disconnect from the world and connect with God, maybe, do you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself to go further than I've been before. Why? Because I want to really lean into Jesus and hear from him and believe a breakthrough in my life. 
Amen. And lastly, proximity. Proximity is all about closeness. And you know, we may have many reasons why we don't want to meet together. I know some people that would rather meet, you know, generally, some people might like, like, like prefer crowds, because in a crowd, you don't have to be known. And some people like to meet together in small groups because they like to be known and cared for. But sometimes as we do life, we don't want to meet because of various reasons. Maybe as a Christian, it's because maybe, if we're honest, I'm not as close to Jesus as I once was. My heart's grown cold, so why should I meet? Maybe sometimes we don't want to meet because of we, we, we fear meeting other people. I don't know what to say. I feel socially awkward. Would you know what? Can I say this in all our settings? You just be you. You just be you. And if you want to go to a life group and not say a word, that's absolutely fine. Drink some coffee. Eat some cake. You be you. And that is fine. If you want someone to, you've got a need in your life and you can ask someone to, to pray for you. We won't be weird or wacky, but we want to be caring and we believe that God can meet your need. But it requires proximity, it requires a closeness. We all want to be known, we all want to be loved and cared for. Maybe some of us here today are carrying stuff from the past. It might be relationships that have gone wrong, hurt, pain, and therefore I don't want to get too close so I don't want to do small groups in the church setting again because of the past well if you carry on to pain the only one that's going to suffer is yourself because God has not made you to be in isolation he's made you to be in community sometimes we can't get to certain things because of our, our, the way our life is and that's fine do what you can and sometimes we don't do things because our schedule won't allow it we're too busy can I say this I was just reflecting on this over Christmas because over Christmas um, Leanna my um, brother-in-law's mum passed away through cancer it became, she went to Leanne's sister's wedding in June absolutely fine and then in August she was diagnosed with cancer and it looked like it was heading in a bad direction and all the time she was just praising Jesus and believing Jesus for a a, a miracle we believe she's healed now but obviously that didn't come on, on earth but it makes you think when you at a funeral it makes you think about what's really important and I thought well if I knew that I've got a few hours to live it wouldn't be my stuff it wouldn't be my schedule my diary as busy as that is all that suddenly would go out the window the thing that would be important to me would be my family and Jesus and sometimes it's about making just uh, decisions that say do you know what what's important what's important and maybe removing some things that are less important so that we can reprioritize the most important these are Roman shields and Roman shields will carry these long shields and whenever there was attack they would, they would march side by side and they would form, um, put their shields up so, so arrows could not get in. 
They had to stand together, shoulder to shoulder, shield to shield, so that everyone was protected. Church, I dare to believe that this year we can be a church that not only just grows numerically, but we grow spiritually as individuals and we grow together. I love it when people say, I love the welcome of this church, but we've got to move beyond the welcome to a church that is just connected and loving on each other in many different ways. Sending a text message in a week. Praying for people. Attending life groups. Whatever it looks like. Drawing closer through proximity. Let's pray. Just my response is simple this morning while every head is bowed and eyes shut. Maybe on reflection you're just thinking, you know, I may have put barriers up, distance up of, of wanting to meet together. I might be shy, I might be this, I might be that. But why don't you this year make a decision that says I want to meet with other Christians, other Christ followers this year more than what I've done before. Then I'm going to open up my home. Maybe I'm going to invite someone. I'm going to reach out. Not wait to be reached out to. God wants you to grow this year. And he's designed you to grow in community with other Christians. If that's you, just in the quietness of your heart, I'm going to pray for you, Lord. Right now, I pray for those that are just responding in their heart right now. That just want to make a decision. That they're going to reach out. They want to connect with others. And not live in isolation. Start attending life groups or whatever it is, God. I pray that, Lord, their life would grow this year. They would grow closer to you. They would know God more this year as they grow together in community. Lord, bless them and refresh them. Refresh them through the warmth of relationships. Refresh them through the the joy of the Holy Spirit. And cause them just to know a freshness and a new joy in their life as they open up their lives afresh to other people. Lord God, I pray for any of that carrying, carrying hurt or pain from the past, that you would help them to come to a place where they can just forgive and move on. Just while every head is bowed and eyes shut right now, I just want to give you an opportunity if you're here today and you wouldn't yet, yet call yourself a Christ follower, maybe it's all brand new to you, you don't know much, but something in your heart today is saying, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I, I, I hear about this Jesus and I want to give him a chance. Well, he loves you so much. He died for you. And so I'd love just to simply pray for you. I'm not going to invite you forward or call you to the front. But right now, while every head is bowed on his shirt, if you're saying, I need Jesus today, I'd love to pray for you in a few moments. Just raise your hand so only I will see it. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I need Jesus. You're saying it for the first time. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I just want to pray for you. Okay. Father, I pray those that are responding, Lord, for the first time or as a, just a recommitment of their lives, that, Lord, you would just help them. I pray as they give their lives to you, as they just give control of their life to you, I pray that you would just help them and that, Lord, they may know a fresh joy in their life, that they'd be able to surrender everything to you 
that they would know you this year. They would know God this year, that you make a difference in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we share our appreciation to those that are responding today. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org. 